How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes is about comedy. Everything. And um, the people who produce it and make it known for it. And we're getting you behind the scenes of the comedy industry. There's so much going on in the world. And uh, who knows all about it as comedians, really. I mean, uh, we that's our job. Uh, and we have some of the top. Here's a, here's a woman who I know is synonymous with comedy and in Canada because she's had so many shows and it's been around for a while. Gemini-nominated, Canadian Comedy Award winning, Second City alumnus, regularly on the comedy network there's so much here oh my god debaters um oh put her pen to work for ellen degeneres on her cbs pilot and hbo special i love her i think she's freaking hilarious alvira kurt oh i i thought you were introducing dave no. <laughs> i was like where did i get all Dave's these credits my favorite female welcome female. back dave martin i'm not even gonna say all your credits how about that okay good no, or just dave. replace mine with alvira's that <laughs> dave's got this synonymous podcast on Sirius XM and producer of the East End Comedy Review. That's doing very well, employing lots of comics. Coming Mr. up December Dave. 14th. I mean, 4th. Fourth. Oh. December 4th. Yeah. yeah. And that's with uh, Simon Rakoff. Did I say that right? Uh, Simon Rakoff, but he's okay, not I, listening. Okay, that's good. I'm so offensive. Ryan Belleville, Pete Johansson, Dom Paré, Leanne Molladin. And then our it's a next... Great show. You guys have to come to sure, this show. That's yeah. a huge show. We're going to talk about that. It's monster. And that's our next nice guest... Because it is actually the one-year anniversary of Inside Jokes. The show made it to a year. And we said when that first guests were on that if this show makes it to a year, we have to have it come back. So we got one of the three. Yeah. And the I love him one. like crazy. I love him like crazy. Andrew Johnston. Happy one year. Happy yeah. baby. You look... <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you be so... Well, no, because I'm just like, yeah, Deanie and Tim have better things to do. I know. Deanie Tamacos and Tim Stees were part of that trifecta. Who well, they both, have, they both have little pinatas full of excrement at home to deal with. <laughs> so that's why they're not here. Andrew um, was on video on trial with Deanie. And uh, I actually met you through Deanie because I'm old friends with her. Um, and uh, has been on Slice Network, ET Canada, lots. And Bitch Salad. And now you're on Laugh Sabbath. Yes. Is that Thursday nights? Thursday nights, yeah. Yeah, that's a great show too. It's great. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for coming. Nice to be here. It's Thank been a, kind of a boring us. week for comics, do you think? Well, it's, you know, it's <laughs> actually been quite different. I, there's, I right? think there's been every range of reaction. It, it's, it's, for me, it's gone up and down. And we're referring, of course, to the election in the United States of America. Still a wake of... It, it's, like, yeah. It, well, it's been a week. Yeah, it's literally been a week now. Yes. A, so week, a week ago was pre-Armageddon. Yeah. So the like shock. Right now. It's so funny to listen to some uh, shows that were recorded before the election. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. there's like a, I, I listen to the Greg Fitzsimmons podcast all the time, and he's just talking about how uh, he's just predicting Hillary's win. Yeah. And he's like, it's just <laughs> a matter of time. Why are we even going into this? She's winning. It's no mm. big deal. Oh it's, it's traumatic to listen to that it's, stuff now. It's true. But even looking at photos of a week ago, right? right? It's like, mm. remember it? when we were happy? Remember yeah. when there was a future and we were all <laughs> feeling it's optimistic? Before swastikas were spray painted. <laughs> 
Hither well, and tither. Let's talk quickly into it. Alvira Kurt, um, you're part of the lesbian community. Can we say that? Is that a shocker? I think we can say that. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, are you part of the gay community? You are looking at the grand dam. And, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Of both, of both communities right, right here. We're both yeah. the queens. Both, yeah. Pillars. <laughs> monuments. Dave, not so much. No, well, I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm on the outside looking in through the window. and just. <laughs> just uh, a lesbian wannabe, I think. I, I gave it a shot. You double? Maggie Casella made me an honor. Les. There you go. How, she did she, said, how did she do that? She has, well, she she has the powers. Anointed me. Yeah, she has those powers. Oh, she okay. said, now that I'm divorced in my 40s and 50s, many women at this point switch over and, and then I... 100%. They're going to accept It's a matter me. of time in your case. I got to get past loving <laughs> so much, I think. Me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> more serious. Look at 640. Andrew, me and you. What? What? Um, okay, listen. I have to ask you guys, are you guys fearful after this Trump... Uh, Yes. I, Are I you, Avera? I do. I, I think that anybody who falls outside of uh, the of the confines of white supremacy has a reason to be worried. Even Absolutely. after his interview on 60 Minutes, Donald Trump. Because uh, he was very different on that interview. I, th- I think he's, it, it just... It, came very apparent that he I don't think he's pretty clueless to what yeah, all of his responsibilities are I'm not so uh, worried about him so much of it's just the, his supporters feel like uh, they have this new voice yes. that they can yeah, go out I, that's the Check problem. Flag. I would say that um, specifically in my case being a cis white man I'm probably the lowest priority for um, you know on target? the yeah for the target uh uh, speaking to a lot of like uh, people of color, like friends of mine who are POC, uh, it's it's much more grave for them. I mean, no, for me, it's like a white man. I mean, until you the start talking, my yeah. now. until you yeah. start talking, yeah. I, I, I recognize oh, that. Into the, <laughs> well, Listen, I know how to navigate. Leslie anyway. Stahl asked him and said the concern from the LGBTQ community is the overturning of the marriages, and he says, well, that's already in play, so mm-hmm. he's not gonna he's not gonna flip that around. Right. So I guess from Dude, I, I don't know anyone like when we talk about the things he said, does anyone really believe that he holds going to stick to it? Right? I must anything be he, he just changes his mind. It's, it feels like a whim. I don't know. How does that feel on whim. Monday? Everything's a whim. No, the it's more true. dangerous thing. I mean, and this isn't like hilarious. So I'm sorry if you tune <laughs> to laugh. But no, the more the more great thing is that the um, uh, the Protection Act uh, to pro- to prohibit like uh, firings to make that sort of and the religious freedoms like to uh, it's everything. That's it just, goes, that's it just not going to go forward now. And that's unfortunate. Like marriage, marriage, really. But uh, right, no, right. I don't think that it will be overturned. Um, just to brass tacks. It's been the Supreme Court put that in order just too short ago. I just don't think that they're going to see that case again um, in the next yeah. four years. I don't know. I think everything's up for grabs. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's true. Way, ultimately, I agree. No pun intended after what yeah. Trump However, I think that many more people have many more reason to be, like, have much more uh, reason to be terrified. Um, it is. <laughs> like us. A, but we'll see when he gets well, there. His vice presidency is much more dangerous. Yes, than yes. absolutely. 100%. Yes, yeah. you're and, saying and off all the, And the bananas people he's putting in, in I mean, it's Rudy Giuliani. It's just going to be a parade of hateful people. And Andrew, like, we haven't even talked about Peter Thiel is he the worst? Oh, like and what the thing is, like every day there's a new worst. That's that's the that's the shocker. But there you go. It's a Peter Thiel. That's why Peter Thiel, (laughs) self-hating homo, is going to be put Gawker out of business. Yeah, (laughs) we're going to talk about uh, further with us with our uh, amazing uh, cast panel today: Alvira, Kurt, Andrew Johnston, and Dave Martin on the one-year anniversary of Inside Jokes, along with Dean Young and the Inside Jokers. I'm Santa Cruz on Talk Radio. AM 640. 
Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes. We talk comedy here with comedians and actors and, and producers, but we also talk about other things. There's so much going on in the world, and comedians are responsible for a social commentary. This is what we do. And, and you know why? We, Alvera Kirk is here, and, and she's agreeing, because we actually sway public opinion uh, either way. And influence when we're on stage. The power I don't of know spoken if we, word. Do we I, swear or do we just critique? I think that the job is to provoke. I think, yeah. I think, I think every time that uh, that comedians made a joke towards the Trump campaign, it just got his right side more fired up. up. In the same way as anyone who did any fact-checking, it, all it did oh, was yeah. was make them believe the lie more. That's how much distrust there is of well, anything that's establishment. And every poll that was taken actually probably did a disservice to Hillary because everyone just saw that, oh, well, she's going to win. I don't. Maybe I don't need to go out and vote today. So, I mean, I think that was... Yes, and then, and actually, every, every so time... You know, a joke was made about Trump, then his side was just like, F you. No, mm-hmm. we are going to go out and we are going to do this. And, I mean, the right has always been better at getting behind their cause when the left was always, like, you know, complaining about, oh, well, why couldn't it have been uh, Bernie? Why now we got Hillary and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and this. We were sort of, like, complaining. They, they were complaining a little bit too much about who their candidate was, and then the right was always like, no, we're just going to get behind our guy, That's no matter right. what. Well, the Atlantic, when the, so much. the Atlantic said that his opponents took him literally and not seriously, and his supporters took him seriously and not literally so but, it, yeah. but the, you, you know the, it's, it's i mean we can analyze it to to pieces yes. right like and yes. and there's the waves of 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 reality right like mm-hmm. it wasn't just these you know emboldened uh, um semi-literate people it was it, there was an, an overwhelming turnout of women white women these are yeah. these yep. are my people and suddenly suddenly people that i that are what like, happened they peeled off into a direction what do you I think don't happened even know there when. found more comfort in white supremacy than uh, absolutely yeah. is it that or just hillary just they just it was not voting for her that's what it was about yeah, but I, yeah, but what is them. that? What I is that? that? That's uh, internalized misogyny. That's racism. Absolutely. Again, we're it's talking sexism. about. They're all. Right. I, I equate and like the fifty-three percent of white we women who didn't back. vote for her as right. like flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. No, like they've just I, been dispatched, and they're just anyway. I just they've been you know. I think yeah. I think a lot of those women that actually that, that ended up voting for Trump were kind of worried. It was like, well, do I want to have four years of my husband coming home and screaming and yelling about this woman president? And, and or do I Self-hate. just? It's, it's, just it's not well, that hard to figure. It's not that hard to figure out. It is. Or, 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 it, it's, you know, Malcolm Gladwell said it was about because uh, Hillary was too confident and very ambitious for what she wanted, and the world's not ready for women who are that ambitious who say, I, well, I'm going to own this and take this on. There, she wasn't apologetic about well, it. Well, thank you, way. Malcolm Gladwell, for yeah. explaining it for us. <laughs> so nice that a guy figured it out. Yeah. That's right, Elvira or not. You should know as a female comedian who people are traditionally uh, not sure. comfortable with female comedians because well, of the but, fact yeah, we're so Yes, but vocal. like everything that Dave can say something, and then Andrew, and then and Dean, everybody can have a voice, and all yeah. of those things are true, and it's still the reality that we're, we're living with. My, my bigger concern is that we lock that <laughs> down in this country right because it's going yeah. to it, you know it's not like it's not happening here it's not like it comes up to the it's 49th bleed in. of course there, i mean just because yeah. we're not as um well, we're obvious more about it right yeah. but it's that's almost more lethal but we know we know now that it's it's completely possible even if even if trump hadn't won and by the way i've sort of been doing this all week just saying that sentence out loud president donald trump yeah that's a terror like it try this one Dean. Makes you first sick. lady melania, melania. yeah, yeah. That's a little right bit, that's a little bit um, that's the american dream well, people can, they're trying to say not melania. to shame melania trump because she mm-hmm. was but i mean naked 
even if pictures, he, well, but even that's if not he what we're talking about. No. We just c- compare Michelle Obama. I know you can't. Yeah. Can you imagine? And Melania. That, well, and so it doesn't I, get more polarized. So I think that the sort of uh, summary point there is that he did do what he uh, intended to, and that is blow up the political establishment because the new normal is it completely right. it's the yeah. new abnormal. It, it's, it's the new abnormal completely, yes. and just to the point. I mean, historically, the pendulum swings, right? Yes. So now it has swung back right after eight years of tremendous tremendous kind of freedom of expression yes. and now it's back right and then you know four eight years from now we, it's going to swing have, back but left but there has never been greater polarization I mean there yes. the, the, yeah. at either camp there is Absolutely. no well, the echo chamber of social it, media it was like a sleeping giant this whole thing and then mm. these people because he said it was okay Trump said it was okay to say these things suddenly yes. it became okay for all these kooks um, well it's been validated that's yeah, the thing like, but I, I say that they kooks. have license I think it's a danger to say that they're kooks but but, right. but but everybody that loved but everybody that loved Bernie Sanders wanted him because he was going to do the same thing as Trump is just going in and and shaking up the system. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean the the the, uh, the Bernie Sanders was like the 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 left uh, lefty version of Trump in that they wanted someone who was going to go in and make a change and then I mean yeah if we need to determine really yeah. that, that Bernie bowed out and then they you know and the, I don't the think he would have rig- won. I don't think he would have won. I think he, he I already think he lost. Got, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he it's bowed out because he was. Uh, no, he already lost. He lost said... quite fair and square because he was an atheist socialist. They would have found something on that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, it's more than something. So, so guys, here. It's so hard to I've elect got, that I've, in America. That's Dave sure. Martin, Elvira Kurt, Andrew think... Johnson. Okay, and I want to ask you guys, as artists, I don't, I don't want to bring it down, but as artists, where do we go from here? <laughs> it's already so down. Yeah. I'm so depressed. Well, there's nothing funny about this, unfortunately. It's Thursday night. I did a Thursday night. I did two shows. I did. I tried to do stuff about Trump. People are not People don't find it funny. No, yeah. no, it's scary. What, it's what is there scary. to spoof about this? Yeah, like uh, xenophobia. Like, like, <laughs> yes. you know. And I'll have you know that I did not find those Charlie Chaplin uh, pictures where he spoofed Hitler funny back in the thirties either. So, well, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But like, uh, like, there's nothing. I don't know what you. I don't know how you parody this. You don't. Thank the you only there isn't any. I said <laughs> I had a, such we had a our modern gig reference at the Charlie Brogue. Ch- I came up in the studio. Our system. night at the Brogue was the night after the election, mm-hmm. so people, the audience was very tired because everybody's up so late. The only thing I said was the only people who should be pissed off about this whole thing in the States is Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Because all she did was blow the president. She kept a pretty low profile, by the way, in the last yeah, I know. But remember what a big deal it was for Americans for that to happen? Like, that was the biggest thing in the world. And now they went ahead and did this. But even... It's like, this is 20 years... We're 50 years back. Even if, even if Trump hadn't have won, and boy, do I wish we lived in that reality right now, that this campaign did so much irreversible damage like that all of that that wound was cracked wide open so this wide open xenophobia and racism and right. misogyny all this crazy stuff that's happening right now in real time out on the streets right and not just in america right, right exactly right, even here in the east end because you look at that dear yeah. white people dear posters white people that's right join yeah. the that alt-right yep like that that's more yeah. that's horrifying and as a mother i i'm just beyond uh it's scary I, that like, we're even there a president can at least be out of office after one granted very terrifying term it's probably going to be but this stuff just happening out in the world now that's all of a sudden been validated in some way how the heck do we backstep from that? People have yeah. definitely been given license to do that. I Absolutely. don't think that that's the great concern. I think that the cultural zeitgeist shifts left to right. I think that the more terrifying thing is that climate change will be completely... Oh, like, we're let's just, yeah, talk that's more with even that. off the table. Thank yeah. you. This is an awesome panel with uh, Dave oh, Martin. The, the Chinese hoax. Yeah, I remember it. 
Dave Martin, Alvira Kurt, Andrew Johnston. More on Inside Jokes after the break. And Joe Cobden's calling in from L.A. from Knuckleheads. We'll hear more on that. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, the show about comedy, everything you want to know. That's why we talk about serious things like politics. But that's what comics do, right? So Alvira Kurt, Dave Martin, Andrew Johnson, welcome back. Of course, we got Dino here. And um, we have my very own social media consultant, because I need one, Elio from Social Know How. Hi, Elio. Thank you for having me. Yes. How's everybody doing? Very good. You uh, you help companies uh, build their social media. And that's actually very important in this day and age, even for comedians, right? Uh, my fair comedians? Everyone? Kind of? Sure. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. It's no, not no, as no, much of a problem when we tweet at 3 in the morning. I think we're pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> when you what? When, you when tweet? we tweet at <laughs> 3 in the morning. Well, yeah. what I want to bring up, we were talking about the election. Um, uh, Trump was on 60 Minutes, and he says he has 28 million... D- followers and he feels that that was a big reason how he got voted in because he engages with them uh, because Leslie Stahl was saying you know is it 28 million or is it just Omarosa liking him (laughs) 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 Um, Elio what do you think it it makes or breaks a company right like in this day and age you know what politics is always a touchy subject but when you're utilizing social media like that you're reaching your audience directly right you're engaging directly with them engaging you're bringing them into that where you are at that moment yes like the facebook live he used a lot of that yes so that basically brought people to where he was and gave them insight into yeah that. but I, I, don't, have, I don't think that necessarily Dave. means that they're his supporters though because i mean like i follow trump on twitter but i don't support him in any way but it's that every once in a while you want to scroll through your feed and then see what sort of you know you know absolutely crazy thing he might have said what crazy thing did he say because yes you know i mean that the media only points out one or two things but if you want to say, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. Well, and actually, that's that's the crazy thing. It's like too. it's like you know, everyone who turns their head and when they see a car crash, yeah. they don't support a car crash and go, oh, I wish that was me. They're like, oh, what a terrible thing that just happened, and I'm and watching. I was, I'm going to add somebody on the phone here. Sorry, yeah, Joe, we have Joe, Joe. Comden. Oh, hey, Joe. Joe Comden, the creator. He's a Canadian actor, voice actor, and you know him best from The Aviator, Source Code, and The Day After Tomorrow, and the Bob Dylan oh, biopic. Oh. I'm not there. Yeah. And the creator of Knuckleheads, this great animated series on our very own Teletoon here at Chorus. Welcome, Joe. Hi, thank you for having me. From L.A. We want you to be able to contribute to this conversation, so... um, Oh, boy. (laughs) So there, social media. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I hate it. I would even uh, weigh in and say that uh, I think that social media may be part of the overall problem, but maybe that's just me. feels like a divisive tool. The problem in what way? Well, uh, if the public is divided so much that pundits and journalists can't see something like this coming, I can only assume that people are kind of disconnected in extraordinary new ways. That's I true, would have yeah. to look uh, look to social media for that. Because people will say things to each other on social media that they would never say to each other in person. Elliot's and that's agreed. the alarming thing. Yeah. Well, well, apparently they would say them to people in well, person. Well, yeah, now, yeah. Hate crimes or they would spray paint right them. Right. Yeah. Well, no, everybody's full of bravado now, and there's always a new fight going on. Uh, on social media, it's right? like in comedy; it happens all the time, and it's silliness. Like people get into these in, this infighting and stuff. Then you'll see the same people out and about, you know, working together and stuff. And it's like they won't say that stuff to each other's face nine times so, out of ten. Right? And Elio's agreeing. It, 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 it makes or breaks people and companies. Elio, what are you saying? 
Well, it gives everybody a voice, right? Yeah. And and back to a point we mentioned before, it's perception becomes reality at times. So what you see on there is what you start to That's believe. That's right. And the I, media will paint a different picture. Now you have your own voice and your own way of showing and bringing right. your audience in, right? It's the tail that wags the dog. And I know I pulled it off myself. I've been uh, battling cancer for two and a half years. I spent the first half just watching people on social media and letting me be part of a world that I'm not in. And then I jumped in and I created a facade of myself being something that really I'm not that big, but that's, that's how you could manipulate it. I've been in traditional media for 25 years. Um, Joe, when we look at knuckleheads, I know it's so funny. We're going to knuckleheads, yeah. but it's satirical, right? It's freaking hilarious is what it is. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know how it really squeezes into the whole uh, social media side of things, but they certainly did make an online hit with 550 million hits or something worldwide on the French side, and that's what led to the English version of the show. So it was... Um, Go ahead, Dean. Yeah, so this this was the English adaptation of, of Tête à Claque, which I'm going to pronounce that horribly because I'm No, you from, did it right. North. You, yeah. did, you did good, but... <laughs> so that was... Uh, that was already a huge hit, and so you, you guys adapted this to an English-language version, right? Yeah, I think they thought, oh, wow, if we can kind of take advantage of these Canadian regionalisms uh, in the Quebec side, uh, what, what else do we do in English? You know, you got Fubar, Trailer Park Boys, Letters, yeah. Candy, all these shows that, like, really target uh, rural regionalisms in Canada, and there's never really been a cartoon with that kind of, or an animated show with that, with that um, cast. So that that was the goal is to try to rep for Canada pretty hard and um, yeah that's kind of what we did I think that's true actually we don't have uh, animated series with huge followings like that here in Canada and it's we we talk about Quebec media and Quebec sort of showbiz on this show a lot actually because and of course it's a cultural thing right but in Quebec they have like their own star system people watch films that are made there they have trade papers with their own celebrities on the front and stuff like that people watch it's tv true, shows true, truly another country that way yeah for sure. yeah um you know canadian actors are well let's just say there's no demand for them in canada so it, it's uh, it's a rarity that we kind of champion our own david Grace. that way so this is, this is kind of a way to maybe reach out and Alvira, I, I don't Alvira know, Kurt. Joe. I've got 5,000 followers who <laughs> yeah. would say differently. Yeah, right. None of them okay, come out not. or do anything. Uh, not notwithstanding. And Jason Priestley, of course. Let's, let's I, I would love forget. to bring Dave in on this, but he has been t- live-tweeting. Yeah, Dave yeah, Martin's sitting, but he's live-tweeting the whole thing. The guy's <laughs> not paying attention. <laughs> he's tuned us out. Completely. Andrew Johnson, you use a lot of social media. You cr- you uh, crack me up to some t- of the stuff. Tinder you- doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Tinder. Grinder. Yeah, Grinder. Yeah, Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't needed to move on to anything else. Do you manipulate it? Yeah. Do you manipulate it in your favor? Um, uh, I, I use it perfunctorily because it's the 21st century and, yeah. and I'm in the business and you need to. I just want to touch about the uh, star system in Quebec. That's just linguistic isolation. That doesn't mean that anything that they're doing is special. It's no, just, no. It's, preach, yeah, yeah. preach, my sister. That's right. Anyway, it's Joe Cobden. <laughs> what do you say to that, yeah. Joe Cobden? Oh, I mean, sure. It, it, it may be linguistic, but, uh, you know, it, 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 there's a lot, I think, that we can... Um, admire and even maybe learn from on the English side of things. But I, I don't know how not to be pandering to an Anglo-Canadian audience, but it's just a great, great community that way. I, I don't think it's uh, to try to take away from them is really that useful. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really proud of this show and the way it tries to stay local. Word up. So what has been the response so far to Knuckleheads, to this version of it? Because you're, you're voicing the majority of the characters on here as well, right? So yeah, that funny. was kind of something that, that doesn't happen all that often, but I, I've kind of lived all over the country, so I picked up little things here and there. And um, I read this, like Mel Blanc did it all himself. And yeah. 
he was always saying, you know, just steal from everybody. So I tried to, I got like a character that's like Jim from Taxi. I got like all kinds yes. of weird. Oh, it's so funny. Too. I got, everybody, you got to watch, and it's, a, it's on Teletoon at night and also on YouTube, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's not only on YouTube, I think it's all over there. They probably a strong social media presence just to tie everything back in there. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but, yeah, it's on Teletoon, that's for sure, on the weekend. Okay, yeah. we're going to hear more. Joe Cobden, uh, the creator of Knuckleheads, is on the line. We've got Dave Martin, Alvira Kurt, and Andrew Johnson, and uh, Elio from Social Know How here. And they're talking to us about social media on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. We're back on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM640. I'm Sandra Carusi, Dave Martin, Alvira Kurt, Andrew Johnson on our one-year anniversary. And on the phone, Joe Cobden, the creator of Knuckleheads, which was actually a French animated comedy series. French or French-Canadian? French... Ah, French, French Canadian. Canadian. Okay, there's a the difference. Yeah. Dave Martin, what were you... Ask to, France, you're just, you. you're just saying off about that... Well, I was just saying that, that, that Quebec has an attitude where if it, that it's us against the world because mm-hmm. they feel both bombarded by the rest of Canada mm-hmm. uh, and then, then they have to worry about uh, all these other, you know, uh, the United States and all these other cultures coming in where they have to constantly fight for their, uh, you know, distinctive voice where mm-hmm. most, most of Canada doesn't even care if what they watch is Canadian. They just want to watch something good. Well, and I think we've stepped away from that in recent years for sure. Like we were talking before when we had Christian Brune on here, like shows like Orphan Black and mm-hmm. stuff like that that are finally being picked up and simulcast in the States. Because, yeah, a few you years know, ago... You, you could... would know Orphan Black is, is Canadian. Exactly. And it's if... still the exception to the rule. It is. I mean, it's a yes. fluke. Let's You're be right. real. When people talk about Orphan Black being this like, well, Orphan Black, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that thing slipped through the cracks and actually <laughs> made it because that is not... You're right. I think about Canada, I think, you know, the quality issue, sure, but it's just the fact of the matter is our national identity is so vague. Yes. There is somewhere else that is kind of like, you know, uh, like a fine version of it that also like the U.S. piping out tons of content. It's just like, what's the point? It is literally pointless for us to but make to our Joe's, own content. But to Joe's like, point, there's, we... there's no need to see ourselves represented or at least not. We don't. It's not pressing. Well, I think not the in the ways we there. have. Yeah. And I sh- I, yeah. What's that, Alvira? I said the desire is there. I think everyone, I think we we want to see more of it, but we, there's so many things standing in the way. I think Joe Cobden? See, I think we just want to watch American products, really. And the reason Quebecers, they're not, no. us, they're not us versus the world. They're, they're just content to be making stuff for each other. Canadians aren't like, you know, just they're doing that at all. We make derivative American products at a way smaller budget. There's no way we could compete with those kinds of productions. You know, for us to claim Orphan Black or Schitt's Creek as Canadian shows, there's nothing distinctly Canadian about them in any way. Yeah, but that's they're, true. They're, they're the closest we've come to making American products, and that's why they're That's celebrated. a good point, too. Well, and again, you I, know, think, like, I think I Quebec, we... Quebecois has a, has a thriving uh, media industry because there is a need for Quebecois people to see their culture represented. I do think fundamentally Canadians, I just don't think it's, the, for the rest of Canada, it's not that pressing to see ourselves represented. I, I think it is. I don't. I just don't think there's a, there's enough opportunity or focus. I think that, mm. that and this attitude that, oh, we don't need to see it. 
I, I don't know who you're speaking for. I wouldn't, I, I disagree. I, I think we do need to see it reflected, but I think we've always struggled with finding out what that identity is. Like, then we end up with these hammer over the head cliches, right? Of like plaid bush jackets and maple syrup and hockey. Like we, we're figuring out we're so much yeah, more than that. that. I, I don't want to be told to watch something just because it's Canadian. I just, no, for I would sure. want to watch something because it's good. But like I Joe's... Mean, like Joe said, like we don't have this is just another example of content that we just don't have. We don't have a, a hit animated show, you know. We don't have our own Simpsons or Family Guy or mm-hmm. whatever. And this is wanna. this is up there in terms of what it is. It's 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 an excellent job. Where do you get? What are you inspired from? What brings that to you, Joe? Uh, well, you know, um, it's uh, kind of exactly what Elvira is, is talking about. Like I, I, I just felt like what kind of Canadian characters would I want to see in a cartoon that were. Canadian. Well, I want to see the absolute dirty Nova Scotian <laughs> Park Boys. I'd want to see the Fubar Banger. I would want yeah. to see the Letter Kenny Hoser and the Bob and Doug Hoser. Maybe not that far back. I would want to see the the, the Allophone Mediterranean, the guy who says things like, how many times I'm going to tell you in Montreal. I'd want to see like, you know, the scene from Surrey. Uh, I just kind of want to see all the distinctly Canadian characters that are really not getting uh, yeah. Isn't that cultural appropriation? <laughs> no, it's regionalism. Uh, yeah, sure. Do, does any of our panel think any of our panel think that he's perpetuating Canadian stereotypes? I don't know. I, I I've Dave Martin, someone born and raised in Toronto. I'm, I don't relate to a lot of those sort of northern like uh, oh, we, we hill, hillbilly Toronto, stereotypes. Right? And I just I, I cringe when I see that because that's just not me. I, I don't know that, but I mean, I'm a I'm yeah. a city kid. Uh, well, we do we do the we do the cultural elite from Toronto too. We really send up everyone we can. Uh, <laughs> so you're on the show, Dave. I oh, okay, you're good. Not yeah. Dave, you're represented, Dave. Don't I'm worry. A, I'm a snob. I don't I don't, don't run away sure. from that. I'm a stereotype. Well, you know what, Joe? You're right. But like, like let's look at the Canadian show. So Corner Gas, Little Mosque on the Prairie. They're all Letter, Letter Kenny. Andrew's rolling his eyes justifiably because they all are set up in, in rural areas. <laughs> but really, when you look at the population of Canada, it's all set. Uh, in Ontario in more urban centers. So yeah. it's a little ironic that uh, the representation in our sitcoms mm-hmm. are all about these, like Schitt's Creek as well. Kim's Convenience is very urban, though. That's what we got yeah. to represent. I want to see more of my uh, Northern Ontario hillbillies oh, out there. Right? No, but, and you're about it. I know. You know what? Maybe that's who watches Canadian. Maybe you should Just... spend time with them, Dean. Maybe have them over for dinner instead of making a TV show out of your life. Andrew? I think that you are right. Yes, I think that that is probably uh, the demographic who is actively consuming Canadian television. Right. Is very provincial people. Yeah. And so that's that. You're like, you onto something there. And our urban and us urban folk watch American programming. You know, it's no. true. We really, we really dial up like music no. and other things locally. But like when it comes to TV, for some reason, we're afraid to take both steps to be uh, a step aside and apart from our American neighbors. Like well, I always find it kind of weird that we just make product that's safe and kind of dull, whereas we could make this really edgy stuff. And I think Canadians would go for it, um, and not even necessarily edgy, but just distinct. I absolutely agree, and I often, I often point to the example of Australia. I mean, they've got less of a population than yeah. us, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, totally. Summer Heights High came out of there. Kath and Kim, like, these are shows that are on my radar, obviously. Right. I'm sure and, there and are other things, but I mean, why can't we like, do stuff like that? But we can. Everyone just, everyone's got a, you got a phone, you got a camera on your phone. Uh, yeah, it's really Alvira not that Kurt, you, You've done so much, we're going to go to break, but you've done so much TV in Canada. 
right? Yeah. And right now you're the host of Spinoff on CHTV. Well, that was a short-lived thing, but these are projects that are not not necessarily my dream or ideal project. Same as uh, Dave and Andrew. I mean, we we're all artists, so but we're, we're you make things that there's an opportunity for, yes. and this is when you get this. What's uh, missing? Idea. What do you think we should be doing? Well. Uh, Stories, people's stories, whatever. You know, I want to hear Dave's story. I haven't seen his perspective, nor have I seen Andrew's. So well, I want those opportunities. Point. But those, but there, we need to um, understand that the time of having to appease the gatekeepers is past. <laughs> Anyone can just upload That's something. Right. Make it's beautiful. Show. It's beautiful. And Dean, uh, quick, well, we should break. ask Joe where we can uh, catch catch knuckleheads where people can check. Joe out. Cobden. Yeah, it's on uh, Teletoon on weekends at nine thirty at night. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you. We're going for all these things we're talking about. So, hope you like it. Good stuff. Congrats on that. Proud to be Canadian living in L.A. To get work. Uh, More after the break with our panel on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes on the first year anniversary. What a time to be in comedy. And uh, <laughs> I know Alvera Kurtz crying. Well, very sad. Andrew Johnson's got the hugest eye roll ever in the existence of eye rolling. Um, and Dave Martin. And uh, thanks to Joe Cobden, who was on the line with us uh, in his show, Knuckleheads. Dean, what? Well, Speaking of what? You know what's driving me nuts right now? Speaking of because we eyes, keep talking about all this. Your eyes? Well, I'm copying Dave. Off. I'm copying Dave. Okay. Uh, we're both wearing our sexy specs. But how many people just in the last week alone are, are coming up to you now and being like, oh, Donald Trump's the president. Isn't that a gold mine for you? No, it's old. No, it's, so it's old. terrifying. It's it was the old. longest like election. Said, there's nothing, you know. Bill Maher got asked that years ago during the Trump era or during the Bush era, right? And he was like, you know what? If I could take back eight years of like illegal wars and waterboarding and Gitmo and everything that happened and undo the maybe 10 to 15 minutes of material that I got out of that and used, gladly. I was I was at a gig with uh, Tim Steves and I and we we're talking about something and uh, he dropper. goes once yeah, I once I know I do that. <laughs> I'm going to drop all your names after this too. Don't worry. And um he goes, "Yeah, once Prince died, I lost like 45 seconds of material." I mean, that's what it means to a comedian when something happens. It was something to that reference. And I think uh, now we what we as comedians, we don't Let's like drop the election. We talked about it, like uh, I guess on stage, like you said it's, earlier. Andrew. I did, and people really seized. People just were not. I don't know. I mean, not you not even like we all watched uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah, do yeah. his yes. opening monologue. I on mean, SNL. it was kind of wow. pin drop, and I don't know. It didn't. There were there were a few jokes that, that were great, and then there was a few that were that made me sit back. Well, and like, yeah, oh. it was a well done sketch. I thought it, I thought it was a good sketch, and I thought it brought up a lot of points. I mean, I thought it brought up the fact that the the. Uh, Democratic Party sort of took for granted that they were just going to get these, these black votes. And, and, and it was, and, and, that, yes. and, and let's be very clear, black women did everything. Yeah. Once <laughs> again, did all the heavy lifting. It was yes. everybody yeah. else who did not yeah. right. follow through, and which is why Amen. we are where we are right now. And I can't and, imagine what that feels like, because we're, we're coming out of two terms of the first black president, and black people were still systematically just getting killed by police. 
out in the streets. And so now we have this. And, and yeah. that's still happening. Yeah. But I mean, but they brought up the good point of like, okay, well, you're going to take this, uh, you know, um, you know, a uh, very charismatic, smooth, you know, well-spoken, uh, you know, uh, Congressman Barack Obama, uh, and you're going to replace him with an, an old white lady. And that's what they were trying to say in the sketch of just like, well, you're not going to get those same votes. And, and, right. and she didn't. And mm-hmm. it was just sort of like, it's just this sort of expectation of like, oh, well, we'll get your votes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was a, I thought it was a, a funny, well done sketch. Um, but um, well, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I thought it's we're cutting was out good. the Woodbridge Park because that just makes you even more worse than everyone else. Because <laughs> yeah. that's all you want is a bunch of Guidos pulling up and this fucking show airs. Uh, what I uh, but this my, is but we can't you can't we can't be afraid, right? Yes, it, it would be great if a car full of so called Guidos pull up here and then a conversation ensues because what is happening instead is this idea that we all agree with that you just you just keep speaking to your uh, preaching to your own choir. Yes. Everyone's yeah, this right. echo chamber that is. Right, self-generating, and we there there will be nothing. There will be no progress made unless we actually do something. Yes. Even this is not doing What's anything. Yes. It's literally the least I could do is come here and you know share my opinion. Yes. Well, yeah, it's how like the the Colin Peppernick uh, you know yeah. conversation. It's it was supposed to be about um, you know uh, about the. Uh, the, the shooting of unarmed black men and how he was sort of mm-hmm. not standing for the national anthem because of that. But then somehow the conversation turned into standing for the national anthem mm-hmm. and, and how can you be so unpatriotic? Well, yeah. it's just, how did the conversation go from like, well, no, we're supposed to acknowledge uh, you mm-hmm. know Black Lives Matter and people right. getting unarmed, people getting shot in the street. And now it turned into the national uh, story about standing for the national anthem. It's just sort of, Over half the, 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 the redirecting of, of yeah. narratives is, is Over, something the media is horrible for. And all I hear in that is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. How could you like let me down, woman. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. She better live. Yeah. <laughs> she, she better live. live. She better. She is not allowed to die. She is not oh allowed my to God. die. Twenty more years. No, we need I like we need guys. to get a Westworld version of her that she can just. Yes. Keep I don't think we already have the Westworld version. We need the, an upgrade. One thing I do, I wish the Canadians could get as fired up about their own, our own elections as. Thank as you. We but I think we did last year, though. I think we really no, did. No, we did not. I not even we, close. We are never going to be eating contest next to the states. So no. I think that our level of enthusiasm. I think but also our, our also our politicians aren't as uh, you know charismatic as the ones down in the states, and at the right. same time, should they be? I mean, do you want the most well well spoken person? You know what? Last year with Harper getting Harper out, that was our whole get excited, get the youth. Yeah. that's way, about as big cool. as it gets. I in had Canada, a good night. Really. Alvira, yeah. what I said earlier, and and I believe that I think it was Sandra Bertolini who said in that open letter to Trudeau, she said, mm. you know, the comedian's oh, voice. Yeah. Um, really changed, I think, the election process. I've been selling advertising on radio for 25 years, and we always tell advertisers, power the spoken word, because radio advertising is so powerful over print in many ways, and mm-hmm. I'll argue otherwise. But um, And that's where the comedian's power comes in. And I think I think we should be proud, do you think, Elvira, doing all the... TV doing, and such you've done? Doing what that we should be proud of? Well, as no, as comedians, of having a voice, swaying public opinion. Okay, these guys are... Uh, I'll get back to it after the break. Do I know how to finish this? We'll get more. <laughs> With Alvira Kurt, Andrew Johnson, and Dave Moran on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, you. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640.
Nailed it. Inside jokes, Alvira Kurt, where Yay. can we see you? What do you got going um, on? I'm just looking at the calendar. You know, I, I know that you said the show is airing on Sunday. Sunday, night. November 20th. Then you, I don't know who's listening because you should be out at the Pegasus bar watching me do some stand up with <laughs> right now. Oh, my perfect. gay people. Yeah. Right now. So Where's get Pegasus? Get out of your house. Yes. That's, That's watch live comedy. Nasty Women is on right now. Uh, going on at the comedy bar with some nasty favorites like Martha Chavez, Sandra sure. Shamus, uh, LeBron James, and Janelle Dennis, Brie Watson. Uh, Dave Martin, where are you? Uh, you can catch me at the Duke at uh, Queen and uh, Queen East and uh, Leslie on uh, December 4th for the East End Comedy Review. And then there's an amazing lineup of comics, and it's all going uh, to the Canadian Center for Abuse Awareness. I so, love you for doing oh, nice. this. You always give to charity on your shows, and I love you so much. I think that's great. Keep going. That's been going on for a long time. Uh, I know. I'm pretty amazing. You are. You're this good whole that panel way. is beautiful people. I love it. Andrew Johnston. Laugh Sabbath, Thursday, this coming November 24th, I'll be hosting it. Laugh Sabbath pre- presents Laugh Sabbath's Funniest Home Videos. And I'm going to be doing like a, a spoof on that, bringing Bob Saget back. So nice. that's going to be fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Bringing Saget back. Oh, my bringing God. Saget back. We have so much. And um, Mondays, Alt.Comedy Lounge. Uh, like, always support live comedy. Yeah. Hashtag Tuesdays. Always, always. always. Right? Toronto's Comedy Bar Wednesday. Comedy Bar. Jeff Paul's bar, Showcase. Right? What's that? Say again? There's Bad Dog Theater. There, there is yes, literally bad something dog. doing Maggie every Casella. night. Yeah. She's got so Her channel's coming yeah. out. We're funny that way. Amazing. Did I say it right or not? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Come to uh, Memoirs on November 28th because I'm turning 33 and I'll be sad. So please come there and get There we go. Yeah. And... Thank you. Uh, please support us on social media, Inside Jokes. Thanks, Elio from Social Know How. We're gonna have we're gonna go from four followers <laughs> yeah. on Twitter up to about a good five or six. I'm Sandra Carusley. Please tune in every week or check us out on iTunes on Talk Radio AM six forty. Hi, it's Techie Tom. This week's Comedy RX featuring Dave Martin. I uh, I was out earlier today, and uh, I don't mean to brag. I was getting a coffee. I was at a Tim Hortons. All enough but the best for me. But I'm standing in line, and in line in front of me is this guy that orders this coffee order I'd never heard before. Right? And I asked him what it was, and as he's telling it to me, I basically I figure out what it is. Right? It's something called a four by four. Right? I had no idea what a four by four was. And then, basically what a 4x4 four four is, it's uh, four creams and four sugars inside of a medium-sized cup. What? Yeah, isn't that cake? Aren't you drinking cake at that point? Shouldn't you be kind of ashamed of that too? Just, isn't that the kind of order you write on a piece of paper and slide to the guy behind the counter and it's like, this is what I want. Like you're robbing a bank or buying magazine porn at a corner store or something. This is what I built those two. That is not. I'm sorry. That's not a going back to work beverage. I'm sorry. That is a lie down and enjoy your diabetes beverage. Another amazing comedy RX to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at Inside Jokes 640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.